Act two of Adelgita or the Fruits of a Single Error by Matthew Lewis. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act two. Scene one. Gothic chamber. A sofa on right. Enter Emma. He's safe. He's well. Oh, happy, happy Emma. He's safe. He's well. Flow, dews of rapture, flow. Yet is it real? Is it not a dream, a charm, a fairy fiction? Oh, heaven, I fear it. Still then, breathe my lips to hush my doubts those words, those heavenly words. He's safe. He's well. Hark, hark, I hear his footsteps. Lothair, without. Emma! I hear his voice. Enter Lothair. Lothair, throwing himself at her feet. My princess. My Lothair. A moment's pause. Art safe? Quite safe, Lothair? Weeping. Eloquent tears. What words could speak your meaning? Safe, sweet, safe, and Emma's still. And ever, ever, Emma's. Rises. You ask not of Durazzo's fight? I see thee, and having thee have all. Yet say, brave Giscard. Is safe, my love, is conqueror of Durazzo. And, ere the sun ascends his midday chariot, the hero's keel will bite on Tranto's shore. Blessed be those words for Adelgita's sake. Even now I left her. Hadst thou seen her rapture, such tears, such sobs, while ever and anon she thanked heaven's grace, too bounteous to its handmaid, then bade her damsels bring her nuptial robes, throw wide her castle gates to mirth and feasting, and still exclaimed, Rejoice, rejoice, Apulia, your hero lives, has conquered, and returns. Sure, none e'er felt more love. Sure, none e'er gave it to one more worthy. Oh, that great proud day, when, scarred by Grecian fire and hostile myriads, our troops resolved to raise Durazzo's siege, and thronged to gain their vessels. Swift as lightning flew his guard to the crowded port, and, dashing the foremost rebel back, Turn, turn, he cried, shame to the vanquished, to the victor's glory, no flight, no refuge, no resource but triumph. Normans, you conquer here, or die he said, then hurled a firebrand midst the fleet, and swiftly spread the devouring flames from ship to ship. Each trembled, each turned pale, till each and all, fired by the hero's fire with one accord, brandished their swords, struck their broad shields, and shouted, Right, Giscard, right! We'll conquer here, or die! T'was bravely dared, but to my ears, Lothair, the tale of war still bears a painful sound. I see in captured towns but mangled courses. I hear in victory's shouts but dying groans. And think one flower from pity's wreath more precious than laurel groves watered with tears of blood. Your prince is great, is good. I own his virtues. But still those virtues wear so stern an aspect. Stern to the wicked, lenient to the weak. Ah, friend, thy partial eyes. No, princess, no. 
judge by this fact. That day we forced Durazzo, while war still raged, the streets all ran with blood, and blazing towers crushed in their fall alike the victors and the vanquished. Mid the tumult, a fierce Varangian from his mother's arms had torn a newborn babe. Wild shrieked the matron to heaven for aid. Alas! Nor shrieked in vain, for Giscard heard her. To the tower he flew, and, while his left hand caught the child, his right seized by his yellow locks the wild barbarian, and hurled him from the walls. Next, with his scarf, did Giscard bind the babe's slight wounded throat, and gently on its mother's breast replaced it. Wildly she caught it, sank upon her knee, traced in its blood a cross upon its brow, and called it Giscard. Then his great heart melted, his stout frame trembled, and I saw tears forcing through his closed helm their way. By heaven, I never thought strength so glorious as I thought his weakness, or man worth envying till I saw those tears. Oh, lovely act! Hear it, ye saints, and shower celestial blessings on that hero's head. Michael, without. Where stays the knight? Hark, tis my father's voice. Dear friend, be wary. Fear not. Enter Michael Duca. Ha, Lothair, your mission, warrior. A mighty lord, from Giscard I bring glad news. Byzantium's free, the usurper fled, none knows whither, and the flag of Ducas flows from Durazio's towers. My prince more fully details in these his victory. Presenting letters. How, proud youth! Methinks Byzantium's lord might claim thy knee. Lothair, calm and firm. Your pardon, emperor. Tis not pride restrains me, but knightly honor. Ne'er may Normans kneel save to their own liege lord. Nor e'er from me shall foreign king receive that suppliant homage sacred to heaven, my mistress, and my prince. Ha! Terrest thou, hottest stripling. Oh, best father! Unbend that frowning brow. He meant no insult. And though his knee withholds its show of duty, Lothair would die to serve you. Sooth he would. Michael, sternly. Emma, retire. Alas, have I offended? Nay, pray you frown not, father. I obey. Exit. Lothair, aside while the emperor opens his letters. In grief she goes. Looking out. Gods, of what marble must that man be framed who feels not on his heart, like molten lead, each tear his brutal harshness costs a woman? How's this? Michael, furious. Thou strumpet, fortune, wilt thou ne'er blush to follow Giscard's car, chained like his slave? Still wilt thou shower thy laurels on him, and none but him? He won the battle, he seized the town, he gives me back my kingdom. Ere I accept his gift, may the earth open and swallow up that kingdom. May Byzantium, the day he crowns me, fall on him and me, and one vast ruin crush us. Lothair aside. What can mean this strange and sudden passion? Hear me, youth. Darest thou be great? Be happy. Darest thou merit my daughter's hand? 
great prince i know thou lovest her darest thou deserve her say can man deserve so bright a gem oh if he can say how thou canst not say what i'd not dare for ema through arab hosts command me hew my passage and plant the cross e'en on their prophet's tomb drop where charybdis foams your crown and bid me retrieve it from the whirlpool's ravenous jaws name aught that's strange and dire some wondrous deed so hard it joins in one the herculean labors so dread its mention makes the hearer faint nor doubt for ema's sake that deed i'll do or perish in the attempt indeed i'll try thee i have a foe he from this hour is mine he must not live he must not or lothair declare your wrongs his name and straight i'll seek him and hurl defiance in his face rash stripling thou knowst not what thou sayest so great is power is rank so lofty never may thine arm be raised against his in combat what then wouldst thou what meanst thou i should do surprise him sleeping plant in his heart thy sword and emma's thine lothair starting in horror sleeping straight thy crimson hand shall clasp my daughters in byzantium's sceptre speak but the words he is dead let me but see thy limbs dyed ghastly beauties in the blood of that loathed basilisk hold name him not what i have heard thee say would now compel me to espouse his cause farewell crosses left stay youth reflect a crown invites thee a crown and emma be wise be wise wise sayest thou prince i will be since he shows wisdom most who loves virtue that narrow cunning whose short sight ne'er looks beyond this orb and present bliss perhaps might count these offers tempting but true wisdom whose prescient eye overleaping time and space descries new worlds pure joys and life eternal this makes me feel man's heaven or hell is conscience this makes me feel that robbed of truth and honour life's charms are lost and that if guilt's the price even ema's heart would be too dearly purchased think what thou wert a nameless base-born orphan think what thou art now a wandering knight whose sword must carve his fortune or he fasts for't gods and must thou prate of guilt and bliss and conscience must thou be delicate thou fondling thou tis ludicrous away i hear and pity the man whose pride it soothes to wound a worm heaven pardon you as i do to the point proudly you ask me what i was i answer born to be that which thou wert born to be a man again you ask me what i'm now i answer that which all admire a soldier nor can i think it blasts a soldier's courage to own he dares not do an act of shame vile thing such notions leave the stock from which you sprang no longer doubtful base were your parents with your feelings base twould sooner strike a generous mind methinks not what my parents were but what i am you boast a race by ancestors ennobled i boast a name ennobled by myself 
pure from all flaws, and sacred from corruption. Read honor's patent written in this scar, received while fighting by my sovereign side, who dates this line from Egypt's earliest kings, may boast more ancient titles, none more glorious. Nor can a monarch's veins hold nobler blood than flowed from mine in the service of my country. Hence, slave, nor tease me with this cant. I hate thee. If for such thoughts you hate me, prince, I know not if most you merit pity or contempt. Horn sounds. But hark, the warder from the beacon tower speaks Guscard's fleet in sight. I go to join him. Yet, ere I leave thee, learn this truth from me. To love is happiness, to hate is woe. And while such actions as deserve to win thy heart's affections make it swell with venom, Thou canst not find worse foes than thine own passions, nor torture others as spite tortures thee. Exit left. Braved by this froward boy, shame and confusion, yet twas ill-judged to urge. Now, now, Dercetus. Enter Dercetus, right. That portrait, quick. Tis here. Giving it. By heavens, the same. Tis well. Retire. Exit, Dercetus, right. Now scape me if thou canst, imperious dame. This proof secures thee mine. Yes, since I hold her secret, she'll be silent. The interests chains, they fine, are formed so binding their strength can fetter e'en a woman's tongue. Exit right. Scene two. The port of Otranto. An extensive view over the Adriatic Gulf. Citizens and peasants of both sexes are grouped in attitudes of expectation. Shouts as scene opens. Smile, Apulia. Smile once more. All thy grief and fears are o'er. Giscard's galley seeks thy shore. Smile, Apulia, smile once more. The fleet traverses the background. Valor now his strength reposes, war at length has smoothed his frown. Duteous love with freshest roses wreathes the victor's laurel crown. The bugle sounds. Grateful prayers to heaven ascend, shouts of joy the welcome rend, while in Guscard's name we blend. Hero, patriot, sovereign, friend. Enter Lothair, left. As the chorus ends, a galley arrives from left. Guiscard stands on the deck, attended by Tancred, Reynolf, and knights. All land. Adelgita enters, richly dressed, with ladies and attendants, right. Guiscard! My Adelgitha! Welcome, conqueror. Welcome to this fond heart. Oh, heaven, how bravely the warrior looks from foreign wars returned, when propped upon his sword with blood encrusted, he tells his country, Rest, loved parent, rest. Thy son has toiled, and thou mayst sleep securely. Oh, my prince, my hero! Nor at Bari's siege looked she less glorious, who descried the javelin aimed at her husband's breast, and rushing forwards received it in her own, then silence silence then tearing from her wound the dart she kissed it fainted yet fainting smiled 
and smiling cried happy she dies who dies to save her husband blessed am i that i did so oh that moment was worth my whole past life nor would i barter the scar that wound has left for all the gems which ocean's waves have buried noble creature how how have i deserved so rich a treasure embracing her enter michael duca and four guards left michael aside ay seize the present hour ere long i'll dash your cup of joy with bitter hey abulia i come to thank thee but so vast thy claims no words can pay my debt favours less great i own would please me better and my soul shrinks to count my obligations the man who boasts a generous heart ne'er grudges that bliss to others which himself esteems purest and best the bliss of doing good think thus byzantium nor is much i give thee tis but thine own no more dorazzo's thine and soon the grecian crown o generous spirit which gives a crown as to an orange shame its fire should only warm apulia's rocks unsheathe thy sword drag from his diamond throne arabia's lord and make his neck thy footstool thou needst but will it and tis done no emperor i've nor the power nor will be mine to rule not kingdoms widely stretched but justly governed few be my subjects so those few be happy and if their hearts be mine i've realms enough here break we off to adelgita who during these speeches seems to welcome the knights best love i marvel much you ask not of that danger adelgita alarmed how what danger thou hast not heard then nothing mark then mark and admire hot was the fight death ranged insatiate o'er the field and his white courser dyed its mane red in blood darts hid the sun and one transfixed my steed he fell oh heavens fell and the usurper marked his fall he reached me i saw his falchion gleam twas raised one moment and all was lost when lo a youth a youth sprang from his horse bestrode me fierce as guards her young the tigress dealt he blows around now here now there on this side and on that till his true sword cut through the usurper's casque who on his courser's neck sank senseless gods then fled the greeks full fast the stripling raised me gave me his steed regained dorazzo scaled its walls unbarred the ponderous gates and bade the imperial flag stream from its towers loud shouting reign long reign michael ducas o oh, blessed youth o oh, gallant bearing tell me my dear lord what happy mother boasts so brave a son how may i thank him best o oh, name him name him giscar smiling that youth behold him in lothair was he o oh, heart was he indeed he none but he whom adelgitha placed about my person and whom she now must thank for giscard's life advance brave youth adelgitha while lothair kneels to her i fostered reared and loved thee if thou hast cost me care or owest me duty 
thou hast discharged thy debt she takes a chain with a cross from her neck and throws it round Lothair's. still wear this jewel and while tis yours remember when i gave it i blessed the hour that you received existence since you have lived to rescue giscard's life michael aside now should she weep right what exhaustless rivers must female eyes contain i fain would thank thee but my full heart rising o oh, honoured happy giscard i'll call from heaven no blessings on thy head thou hast them all possessing aldogita he on whom heaven bestows a wife like her whate'er his merits must be still o'erpaid this pray so fervent can i praise her coldly when that i live and that i merit life are both her gifts left at his father's gate a speechless orphan adelgita to lothair cease nor blame that virtue so nice to he even praise too warm offends it ironically to michael oh sir twere excellent did all like you inculcate morals which like you they practised such praise outstrips my merit aside by yon son i'll be revenged insulter enter julian right julian to giscard who has been talking with tancred etc prince the council i come lothar attend me for a while farewell best love warriors farewell and trust me the memory of your faith shall live unfading in giscard's grateful heart well have ye served me and while apulia boasts such sons her genius though hostile myriads storm her sea-beat coasts shall hear them threaten with a smile of scorn then with her trident plunge them in the billows those swords which struck so hard in foreign lands shall strike with tenfold strength to guard their own and here i swear while giscard rules apulia still shall each soldier say who draws his sword my country's free my sovereign's kind and grateful his cause is just and yonder's one loves justice exit with lothair and knights peasants etc adelgita going my gallant giscard lady stay and deign some moments audience but alone adelgita to her attendants who go off right withdraw to michael coldly speak and be brief michael hypocritically o princely dame unbend that gloomy brow thou seest thy virtues convert grateful you've spared him that remorse which tortures those who pollute the shrine of female honour i've witnessed that remorse that dying night what night some years are past since at the chase in astra's wood i lost my way Dercitus alone pursued my steps night's shades were rising when lo a groan we hastened to the place a knight lay stabbed by robbers come he cried strangers approach and while i've breath to tell it hear the confession of a guilty man and vouch for his remorse uh, then he told a tale so sad made of noble birth by solemn vows seduced abandoned left to shame and anguish heavy at that hour sat on his soul her wrongs he charged us find her restore her letters 
paint his grief and bid her pray for the sinful soul of george of clermont the tale affects you princess adelgita endeavouring to hide her emotion well it may i cannot choose but pity that sad lady what pity her whose guilty heart has revelled in wanton love and pleasure's wild excess perhaps her slips of youth forgot on others those fetters now she binds she broke herself perhaps she rules some fond believing husband who thinks her now a saint but when he knows her he'll throw her from his bosom like a scorpion and i'll unmask the warrior named her not name her twas needless with the damsel's letters so fond so sad so full of passion speaking in every line her love and shame so plainly this picture too though seventeen years since then have winged their flight this one like neck must still be arched and fair still must these lips of coral swell ripe and full nor can these eyes have lost all their dark brilliance please you look fair princess nay look i pray forcing her to look at the picture she casts a hasty glance on it and starts away in terror he proceeds in a tone of ironical softness it seems you know these features in a terrible voice while he grasps her by her arm now scorn me if thou darest exit left adelgita after a pause during which she seems petrified with horror looks round her with a confused air then strikes her forehead and exclaims like one in despair i'm lost i'm lost end of act two